Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The Tech Beat. The Tech Beat. With Andy Wells. How noisy is your workplace? Do you work in an open office environment or perhaps you've got lots of loud co-workers? Now, I ask this because the new Sony Sound Report reveals exactly what sort of noises are impacting Australians in the workplace. Now, joining me to discuss noise in the workplace and perhaps some solutions is Catherine McMahon, Professor and Director of Audiology at Macquarie University. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm all right. It's reasonably quiet where I am today. But just how much of a problem is unwanted workplace noise in Australia? Uh, So the problem that seems to be increasing, um, unwanted workplace noise is increasing due to the number of open plan offices. Uh, So currently about 40% of workers that were surveyed in the Sony Sound report reported that they were affected by noise pollution in the workplace. What sort of impacts do we find this workplace noise is actually having on workers? So noise makes it a lot harder for workers to concentrate or to stay focused and to remain productive. Many will also report that it makes them feel irritable or annoyed, but it can also have longer term impacts on sleep and mental health, which are the areas that we're most concerned about. Are we talking specifically about the noise you encounter once you sort of arrive at work or does this sort of take into account noise you might hear on your way to and from work? So I was focusing on workplace noise um, within the workplace, but of course commuting is a large part of what people do every day and it depends on where you live as to how long you commute. Um, So the average worker will spend more than five hours a week commuting to and from work. So this becomes really important when we're considering workplace noise along the journey of getting into work as well. Yeah, of course, recognising that uh, many of our listeners uh, are fortunate enough to live in in smaller regional areas where they don't have to hop on a a train for one or two hours. But uh, it is always interesting if you are on public transport and someone's on their their phone or for some reason you can hear their music or they're having a loud, uh, inappropriate conversation. uh, That's not fun to listen to, is it? Oh, that's right. And about three in four will report that um, they're affected by noise pollution on their commute throughout the day. Now, something you mentioned was the, uh, the open plan office. So for noise in the workplace, is this just because of these open plan offices that have sort of come into trend in the last few years? It's not just because of the open plan office. So people who are in standard offices that have dividing walls will still report that they will hear noise pollution. And that's about 35% of people. So it's still relatively high compared to about 45% of those working in open plan offices. So while we focus on open plan offices being the problem, it's not the only problem. Now let's talk about who or what is, is making this noise. I'm guessing it's not loud air conditioning. Uh, so who is responsible? Who's bugging workers when they're, they're needing to focus? In many cases, it is colleagues. Uh, so it's colleagues who are talking or laughing loudly. Um, it's, uh, it's even things like um, inadvertent sniffing or sneezing, uh, coughing, so things that can't necessarily be helped. It's also phones ringing uh, and not being answered, which certainly bugs people. Um, and then outside of the office, it's construction, which seems to uh, be on the rise as well. Certainly in busier areas and more urban areas, construction is a problem. Oh, yeah, I have worked in an office before where there was construction going on next door and that, you know, jackhammer going on and off uh, throughout the day uh, certainly does raise the uh, 
the, the annoyance level uh, of people around the building. Right, and the blood pressure, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What then can we do to combat noise pollution? I'm guessing there's not just a, a single fix, but what sort of things can we look into? So there are multiple ways that we can combat this. You know, we can take sort of broad structural approaches to it. So open plan offices could be better designed considering acoustic dampeners. And these are just things like soft furnishings. Um, but when we have people truly paying attention to the acoustic design, we can minimise the reverberation that occurs. And that will in itself reduce the, the amount of noise that's in the workplace. Oh, another solution is um, even though you can dampen noise, employers themselves can build a culture. So I think that sometimes people don't realise the effect they have when they are standing next to somebody and either having a personal conversation on their phone or they are just chatting quite loudly to another colleague. So trying to minimise that disruption by letting people know that within this workplace, you know, we're trying to respect the fact that people are trying to work, trying to concentrate on what they're doing. So they have breakout rooms and breakout spaces. People are aware of all the other workers in the workplace and will go outside to take calls. I think this culture is an important component of what needs to change as well. Okay, yeah, of course, uh, thinking thinking of others is, is always helpful. Uh, do you also find that many workers are listening to music to, to block unwanted sounds at work? Yeah, I, look, I sure do. I mean, I think that considering uh, using a pair of noise cancelling headphones is an important way to individually and personally take care of some of these. So what we have found in the Sony report um, is that about one in four will use their own personal headphones and they'll either listen to music or a podcast. But in fact, there are some people who will have headphones on and use the noise cancelling component with their headphones but not put music on. So it does help to reduce the amount of sound that they are getting into their ears while they're trying to focus on things. That's a great idea. In fact, anecdotally, I always uh, found that some people would just have headphones uh, sitting in their ears just so people thought they were listening to music so they wouldn't bother them. Yeah, absolutely. But also the other thing is from a personal perspective, unwanted noise does produce this higher level of emotion. Um, It also produces a physiological reaction that's increased heart rate or even increased cortisol, which is related to stress. So it's really important that individuals should um, have a think about how they can better manage their own reactions and stress in the workplace. And things like, you know, going out for lunch, taking a break from from workplace noise, um, taking a break from the workplace environment is really important as well. Catherine, you are speaking my language. I love a a good, quiet room. Uh, Any other final tips on dealing with uh, unwanted uh, noise at work? No, I think they're the main things. I mean, I think considering your mental and physical health are priorities when you're working, um, all of these fit into the concept of well-being. And so it shouldn't necessarily be thought of only focusing in on um, reducing the effect of workplace noise, but really trying to promote that um, that sense of quality of life and well-being, even in the workplace, is important. The Tech Peak will now terminate. Visit techdaily.com.au. Just on a personal note, what do you prefer to listen to? Would you rather sit there with the noise-cancelling headphones and just block out unwanted noise, or would you like to have uh, something else, uh, say music or a podcast or something going? I am a big fan of music, but it can't be music that distracts me. So it has to be something that's quiet in the background and I can truly focus on the things that I'm doing. Catherine, thanks again for your time today. Thanks very much, Andy.